Welcome to the Best Self Podcast. Today we've got Annie Lee in the house. Man, she's a, a, an abundance of energy, positive empathy. She's the freaking goddess of whatever you want her to be. She's got that. <laughs> she's got that it in her tank, people. I am so, so excited to have you with us, friend. So excited. Thank you. So happy to be here, B-Doll. Oh, man, we are going to slay. You're one of those people that I feel like we're cut from the same cloth. Uh, I think so. I, uh, now that you say slay, we can automatically go right into sports talk because slay is my man this year on the Eagles. But I forgot you're a Cowboys fan. I'm so sorry. Well, you know what? I think we're we're doing okay. We, we've lost half our offensive line. <laughs> we lost our quarterback. We, I'm sorry uh, to laugh. I'm yeah, sorry. We, but also I'm not. Well, you know what? We're in the same division. So I'm pretty sure that you're internally hoping that I step in not mud but poop and then have a hard time scraping it off I think that's where I'm you're... not a big Cowboys fan my friends but yeah. I'm a Brad fan so we're good okay cool beans well hey I I just want to dive in we do have so much to offer we joke around but anybody who follows you you're also the like the goddess of vulnerability and you are empathetic and you have a great story and things haven't always been smooth and easy for you, which is incredible. I just want to run through some of this stuff and and then you pepper the audience with all the, the good that's the running in all your right. veins, sister. I'm in it. Let's talk about core values. I, I, get, I get so excited about some of the stuff that you dig. Core values. You, you, you talk about aligning and, and all that jazz. What percentage of people, when you bump into them, when they hire you, when you have conversations, what percentage of people actually have an idea of what their core values are? I'll do you one better. They don't even know what core values are, let alone their own. Right. So I would say about two out of 10. Oh my goodness. And yeah. so how would you, how would you define core values? Well, your core values are what's, I'll define them by explaining what mine are. Okay. okay. And then that will, that will give it to the audience an explanation of what I have done an excavation process. It's part of my whole coaching modality, right. um, breath framework. But what I do is I dig deep into my client and I did this for myself. So I went on this journey already and I figure out what's really embedded in my soul. So my core values are love, freedom, perseverance, trust, and truth. And they are ingrained in me. They are embedded in everything I do. I infuse them in everything I do in work and life, personally and professionally. And when you are able to do that and align with what your actual values are, you're able to live a more aligned life oh. and a more balanced life, a more fulfilled life. Well, I thought we, I thought in the contract we had somewhere where you couldn't show off in the first five minutes. <laughs> Le I Did mean, I sign that? <laughs> coming strong with the attitude early. I get people might still stay tuned another five minutes. Coming strong with that. So coming in hot. <laughs> coming in hot, despite being an Eagles fan. Not bad. So you got your core values. They don't even know how to define it. I was I was reading somewhere where you have a 42% higher chance of sticking with a goal if you've written it on paper. And, and your breath work and, and what it is you do, what is it that you help clients do that kind of makes it more sticky? 
that makes it stick, that makes it- So interesting you say that, Brad, because one of my things that I try to push, I don't make people because you just can't force people. If they're not ready, they're not ready. But what I will say is when I talk about my journaling exercises, I tell them, use a pen and paper, don't type it. There is something different and more cathartic Mm. about your brain to your hand, to the pen, to the paper than there is when you're just typing. That's just my own theory that there's something more cathartic and deeper and more profound. But what I help people do is to find their most authentic selves. Mm. That's the best way I can put it. It's like through my process. So breath is an acronym. So B is for begin where you are. R is reclaim your power. Mm. E is excavate your core values. A is allow. T is through and H is heal. And I take them on a journey from their begin to their heal. And it's usually about a six month to a year journey. Sometimes we can do as little as three months, but people usually extend with me when right. we start at just right. three months. Well, but um, once you get a little leave in your diet, you need a, a little, little bit of that. A little taste of that. It's, yeah. So I get them on this journey. And what's so interesting, what I've mentioned before is that I have been on this journey myself. So I kind of hold up a mirror to them so they can find their most authentic selves and they see themselves through a different lens. Mm. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. I do love all of that. With your begins where you are, that is super sexy. I'm sure we come from a similar place. I speak with a lot of leaders on meeting their people where they're at. Uh, because I'm sure, I don't know if there are similarities there, but I find that a lot of people try to treat everybody kind of the same. They teach the same, they coach the same, they expect everyone to start in the same spot, which just isn't how the real world works. I have a son, I don't know if you know this about me, but I have a son on the autism spectrum. Mm, I did I did know that from watching you. Yeah, one of my my youngest. So we, we have two boys and you know, with the first one, we feel like we got, and you've got two beautiful kids too. Thank you. First one, I feel like, you know, my wife and I feel like we got the playbook down. We're dominating this thing. And then little man comes along and gets diagnosed on the autism spectrum. I mean, talk about throwing the playbook out the window exactly. and not knowing. I mean, it was like getting fed with the fire hose really for a lot of years and he's slaying it now. He's doing, he's so incredible, but oh, I so really, good. yeah, that's that part of my story that's when I really, really started to understand the concept behind meeting people where they're at because he's not typical. And what I came came to figure out is none of us have the same typical, right? We all have our own well, typical. This is this you make you make a point that I was actually going to make, which is it's not just being on the spectrum, it's everybody. Everybody's this sort of spectrum, right? Like the span of people. So I have a son who's going to be 13. I have Mm -hmm. a daughter who's 10, who's going to be 11 in November. And my son got upset the other night. Like he doesn't usually get upset and we don't really argue. We're really close. It's my soul child. Yeah. And he's, he's like, I'm just, I'm so sick of how you and dad treat her differently. And she, you baby her and you, this and that. And you, and I said, listen, I said, Sam, you're different. We have to parent you differently then we have to parent Evie. You're different people. I can't be the same parent to both of those kids, right. you know? So even though it seems unfair, there's different ways. And it's the same thing at work. It's the same thing with my clients. I can't just show up and say, this is B. Let's begin right. where you are. This is right. That's not being a good coach. Right. You know, I have to let the person figure it out. That's part of coaching is staying where I am and having them meet me, kind of meeting them where they are. Right. You know, stepping up like that versus you come meet me where I'm standing. 
Right. That makes sense. Yeah, you, you, we're, we're, we're stunting growth when we do that. We're stunting opportunities when we don't meet them where they're at. It's like, you know, uh, you know, when you're building a house, you're you're handing a blue handed a blueprint. You're not just handed the house. And if you skip steps, right, you're gonna be you're gonna be missing windows, missing bolts, missing that ain't yep. gonna be good. So reclaiming your power, another super sexy one. God, I love that. I love the whole acronym. So good. Thank and you. I promise I won't go through every single one of these because we could spend hours doing that. We I know could. that's what you do in your program, but I, I was thinking about doubt. I was thinking, I don't know, I had a few things that came to mind when I re read that. A lot of people have a hard time uh, reclaiming their power because they just don't believe in themselves. They don't, mm -hmm. their self-worth, the way they talk to themselves, the way they listen yep. to just outside noise. One, do you believe that we can eliminate doubt completely? I think a little bit of doubt is is a little healthy. I don't think elimination of doubt is what I would say. I would say managing your self-doubt mm. is probably a little bit of a better word. Yeah. Um, understanding why you have it, understanding where you're giving away your power, where you're trying to have too much control, where you need to loosen the reins. Oh. I think that's kind of where the space that you have to learn to manage versus I think elimination of doubt is probably unrealistical. Mm. Yeah. Do you believe that you can eliminate like perfectionism? I think you can really work on perfectionism because perfectionism is actually a, a really rooted in control. That's what people don't understand. They think it's just about them wanting to be them wanting to be perfect, nice. but it really has a lot to do with your tendency to control things and want everything mm. to be the way you need it to be. So you can feel good about yourself. Does that, so that's something that can absolutely be tended to. Do you believe that that kind of connects with what we were just talking about in terms of uh, meeting people where they're at? Cause you're talking what, about control you know, a lot of people have a hard time meeting people with where they're at because they're just not flexible between the ears. Absolutely. Right? I mean, but I think it it's flipped around. I think they're having the problem meeting me where they need to, do you know what I mean? Stepping yeah. up and saying this is because they're trying to control too much. And that's a lot of people. This is common. If you're listening and you're feeling this way, this is really, really common. There's a lot of perfectionism out there, but there usually is, it's like anger. When you have anger, there's a lot of emotions underneath. There's things that are, it's more deep rooted in something else, probably sadness, maybe fear, maybe whatever. It's the same thing with perfectionism. There's layers there. There's more that I would dig into and find out why is it that you need to feel this perfect? What is that about? Oh, you're good. So good. You talk about truth quite a bit. I do. In fact, yeah. it says it on my rent. Oh, you can't see because it it's blurred. There. Hold on. Can you see it? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So it says truth in Hebrew on my wrist. I love it. You're just coming off a holiday. Sure am. Yeah. Well, we're actually still in it. So Rosh Hashanah okay. go it Rosh Hashanah ends, but then you have a little bit of time until Yom Kippur. So you repent for your sins over this few days and then you you break the fast and you celebrate the actual new year um for Yom Kippur. And uh, so we say happy new year, Lashana Tova for anyone listening that is a fellow tribe member. Um, but yeah, so I have that, I have the word truth and that's because for so long, um, I didn't know my truth and I went on this journey and went on this process and found myself and found out what my truth was. For example, what my core values were. They're very similar, what my truth is and what my, I stand in my core values and leaning into that truth. I put it on my wrist because I never want to forget that that's the point in my life that I found mm -hmm. it. 
That is so good. So a lot of your truth, do you feel that helps bring out the vulnerability in you? Because I've noticed that that's something that you're not afraid to, to put out there, that you're vulnerable. Do you yeah, believe that's no, a strength I, for you? So I, I actually, I quote this all the time. One of my favorite people ever said to me that I'm the craziest combination of power and vulnerability that he'd ever seen. And I didn't understand that. And then once I parsed through the words and figured it out and asked more questions, I realized that like, they are not just opposites. They're synonyms. That's good. Now, do you feel like, I feel like you just added a bunch of fluff in there. I think he probably just referred to you as crazy after learning you were an Eagles fan. (laughs) Probably. You're probably right. I mean, I I feel like you're starting to make up stuff now, Annie. Yeah, I uh, totally am. Just fluff. <laughs> so communication. I, I talk about 90% of all relationships fail because of communication. Every, most people communicate this. One, not everyone's good at it. And two, not everyone really connects. You speak with a lot of leaders and you talk culture and you talk about creating something where people are going to want to stick around, going to want to touch the their toes to the floor and want to come in that day. Could you give us a couple things in what it is you do that could inspire our listeners? Because there's a lot of people, as you know, there's a lot of people in transition right now, a lot of people stuck, a lot of leaders that are totally unaware that they're unaware. They think they're doing a good job, yeah, but their, their people don't. Can yeah. you give a couple a couple things that our leaders could do to be better communicators, some er- common areas that they're missing that maybe they're unaware they're missing and things that they could do to create a culture where people want to stick around and have fun and, and, and whatnot. Well, first of all, I would start, everybody needs to be journaling everybody. I don't care if you're the toughest man around. And I say that for a reason, I don't mean to be sexist, but like they're the most issue I have with you have to journal or have been of the clients that are like, I'm not doing that. You know, the big right. bad man. And I'm like, come on, just once you start, you will learn so much about yourself. Even if it's five minutes a day, just free writing and journaling. The second thing is you need to study the word and the act of resilience. Mm-hmm. Learn from other leaders, other good leaders, what resilience is, what that means and adaptability. Learning to be resilient and adaptable will help you make more impact as a leader. Mm. So, if you want to learn more about that, reach out to me. We can talk about your resilience. We can talk about what you, what it means to become more resilient, all of those things. Oh. Um, and then I would take a look at like the breath framework. You know, how do you get to a place of, are you in a place of fulfillment? Are you in a place of wholeness? Take a look at yourself and say that to yourself. Am I fulfilled? If you're not, let's talk. Let's get you there. And it might not be me. I might not be the coach for you, but I'm sure there's someone that can help you get to this place of oneness, personal freedom, where you know how to be resilient, you know how to make impact as a leader, that kind of thing. Amazing. So good. Please quit showing off. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a two-way thing here, Lee. I mean, (laughs) you keep keep spinning out all this phenomenal stuff. People are going to start blacking me out over here. Uh, You're so funny. I'm starting to wonder what's in that drink over there. You're Oh, it's water. I swear. You're awfully fired up. Sounds good. <laughs> so we've only got maybe five minutes left. And okay. then I am just like kicking you to the curb. All right. The, I, I, I talk about how 
the world's run by great questions. What are some questions that people should be asking themselves? They're reflecting on their own lives. They're reflecting on their core values. They're in, in reflection. What is that inner conversation? What should that look like? Could you give us a couple questions that we should be asking ourselves that could potentially lead us to living some attitude diet type stuff? Yeah. So what is authenticity to me? What is personal freedom to me? And what is fulfilled to me? Those three things you need to be asking yourself. If you don't know the answers to those, go digging for the answers. Do go start your journey. It's okay that you haven't. Many people haven't, but you will be better off and you will go toward the best version of yourself if you ask yourself those three questions. I appreciate you. You are you are a good one. You're a keeper. Ditto, I, Brad. I loved being here. I tell you what, love always wins, as I've heard someone say before. There it is. <laughs> Man, I'm hitting a home run. I'm like, Touching up on every limb of your body. This Every season. limb has one of these words on it. I am on fire over here. You are. Love does. Love is, it's my number one core value. It is the sense, it's my epicenter. It's everything that I try to do in my life. I lean into with love. I feel like I am love and I bring it to every situation. And I think everyone has it within them. Someone really special to me said to me one time, a long time ago, and I've been saying it ever since is everyone's made of love. And it's really, really true. If you think about it, someone that you're upset with, someone that you've argued with, someone that you don't get along with, they're made of love. And if you can come at the world and present with your heart and from a place of love, you will be much happier in your life. Oh, man. So good. That's your speak. That's real talk right there. So, hey, we've got 30 to 45 seconds to go. Audience at the time of this recording, 65 countries wide, 30 to 45 seconds. Could you speak to our audience on how they can today start creating the best version of themselves today? Well, okay. So without being redundant, I would say, take a look at my framework. So begin where you are, learn these steps, reclaim your power, excavate, look into your core values, dig into them, allow, that means stop controlling, go through, that means stop going around and get to a place of heal and fulfillment. You want to talk about these steps. This is the way to fulfillment and personal freedom and happiness and contentment and wholeness. This is the way. I have the map. Yes, you do. Feel free to reach out. Yes, you do. I I I I'm a very authentic and transparent guy myself. I'm I am a horrible liar. Like my wife so, I I'm just horrible. Like anyone I always pray that someone doesn't answer me something that I absolutely dread answering because I I don't know how to to not be honest. Uh It's not I, a bad thing, Brad. No. I mean, that better an alternative, I guess, but I will be honest with you. That is one of my favorite acronyms, favorite systems out there. I know Thank there's you. a ton of amazing ones. There are, yeah, there are so many good ones. That is one of my favorite ones I've had the opportunity to have a conversation about and read up on. It is truly amazing. It is awesome. Thank you so much for taking this time. I know you're super busy. Uh, you're kind of a big deal and 
you you took your time out of your day uh, people don't even know you're not even like where your normal place of work is right now you nope. literally carved out space for us so i'm so thankful for you thank you so much thank you for having me i appreciate you truly you bet make it a great day